Luke chapter 7. We're going to look in your King James Bible. Amen. In chapter number 7, Luke 7. Amen. Verse number 36 through 50. God being our helpers, where we're going to be at today. I love the book of Luke. I love chapter 7. And I'm going to look at it in a little bit different way, I feel like, is the way the Lord have us to deal with it today. But it's a familiar story. Don't let the familiarity of the Bible cause you to say, well, I've heard all the preaching there is going to be out of this. And uh, that's nothing I ain't heard before. I hope that's not you. Please tune in just for a little bit. And let's see what God would say to us through his word. Luke 7, I'll read the text, pray, and you can be seated. Luke 7, verse number 36. Luke 7 and verse number 36. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. So one of the Pharisees, one of that religious crowd, you know that rigor morris crowd. They want to act like they're religious, but they're really rigor morris that's set in on. This religious crowd said, I want Jesus to come to my house. I don't, everybody here, we need Jesus to show up in the house. Notice what he said. And when he had went to the Pharisee's house, the Lord, he sat down to me. Behold a woman in the city, which was a sinner. When she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment. <laughs> And stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with her tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself. Saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Jesus answering said to him, he hadn't said a word out loud. Notice, the he ain't said a word out loud. He said if he really was a prophet, he'd know what she really was. Well, he knew what she was. But he also knew what he was thinking. Look what he said. Jesus answered and said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. There was a creditor, a certain creditor, which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most. Simon answered and said, I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, he said unto him, Thou hast rightly judged. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, <laughs> Seest thou this woman? I, I entered into thine house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss. But this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. Father, we pray today that you'd help me to preach in the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, help me to mind you. Help me, Lord, to preach it in this way uh, uh, that you'd have me to preach it. Lord, it's going to be hard uh, uh, not for me to get over there where I love to get. Uh, uh, but God, I pray you'd help me to dig out of the truth and the text uh, uh, that you'd have me to preach and deal with our hearts and save souls and touch saints. Uh, and get glory, Lord. We love you today. Uh, and Lord, we thank you for being in the house. We want you in the house. We just pray when you're in the house, we'll act right. We pray when you're in the house, we'll think right. We pray that when we're in the house, we won't be busy condemning others. We'll be busy crawling at your feet. We pray, Lord, that you'd show up mighty power. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can be seated. I wonder today if the Lord is in the house like we say he is. I wonder how you're going to act when the Lord shows up at your pew. 
I looked at the text. My text verse is verse number 39. I'm looking at this story from the light of the Pharisee. I want to know, because uh, we've looked at it, we, we deal with this text, uh, uh, we often get over there about that box, we get over there uh, uh, dealing with about that woman, and, and I want to get there for the Lord to help me. But I'm interested, Brother Dale, on what prevented the Pharisee from worshiping like he should have. What is it holding back Pharisees from worshiping God. You better be careful. We'll find out where you are. Amen. Amen. Whether you're a Pharisee or whether you're somebody who wants to praise God. Amen. I want to preach on this thought. WWW. Now I know some people's in here thinking, preacher, every time I think about WW, I think about WWE. Well, thank God for a battle that was fought at Calvary so we could get to WWE. What is that? That's weeping, that's washing, amen, and that's wallowing at the feet of Jesus. I want to worship like this woman worshiped, and I want to know why it is that this Pharisee didn't worship. We worship much, most, I think, according to the text, them that's been forgiven much loveth much. And we worship much because we've been forgiven much. We worship much because he He's worth much. If you think about the word worship, I've said it before, it's really worthship. So what is Christ worth to you? I'm going to tell you, down at his feet, you'll find forgiveness and you'll probably get up and have a fit. I told my brother back there in the back, I said, you might be traffic control tonight if we'll ever get a hold of what's went on in our heart, of where God forgave us of and where he's brought us to. You see, how sometimes I believe it's the tears or the lack of tears that tell the truth where we stand with God. Oh, would to God we could weep and our eyes turn like our head be a fountain and our eyes be fountain of tears, our head be waters. I'm interested in verse 39. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him for she is a sinner. I want to think about this woman by way of introduction before I get to three things. Notice this woman. The Bible says uh, there was a woman in the city. Sometimes people I've read behind say uh, that when you see that woman in the city, uh, it meant a woman of the city. Uh, that we know that the Bible says she was a sinner. In fact, Simon knows what kind of woman she is but it doesn't mention exactly who this woman is we just know that when Jesus hey man is sitting there and she gets at his feet we know that showers of sorrows begin to pour out of her tears and she began to wash his feet with her tears that's a lot of tears that's a lot of sorrow that's a lot of crying that's somebody who's got humble because listen if you you want to have God move in your life. We know how to get God to move. James tells us if you'll draw out of God, he'll draw out of you. And so if you want to see God move, draw to him. Amen. Amen. Get humble and get hungry and get holy and you're liable to weep when you're in his presence as well. Amen. Who is this woman? Some people think well, she's in chapter 8. Maybe this is Mary Magdalene. We know that according to uh, chapter number 8 this is Mary Magdalene is the kind of woman who seven devils went out of. According to chapter 8 verse number 2, she's a woman who has been healed of evil spirits. I don't know for sure. We don't know who this is. Uh, some people say well maybe it's Mary uh, the sister of Lazarus but I don't believe it's Mary the sister of Lazarus. Uh, the character given of this 
woman is very different from Mary. Amen. You'll notice in our text that the fact here recorded that this was in Galilee and Mary was in Bethany. This was in Simon the Pharisee. That was in house of Lazarus. This one was before Christ, sometime before Christ's death. And after this, he went to a circuit and city and village and preached at least about six days before his death. But this account, the same as recorded, maybe some say in Matthew 26. For the fact this one is done in Bethany, or the other one was done in Bethany, this in Galilee, one in the house of Simon the leper, this in the house of Simon the Pharisee. What are you saying? I'm saying we don't know who this woman is, and I think that's important because when she's unnamed, anybody here can climb in her shoes. Nobody can say, well, that's not me. Some might say, well, she's a Jew. Maybe she's a, a Samaritan. Maybe she's a Gentile. It don't matter. I think the lesson is that it don't matter who you are and where you're at and who your ancestors are. There's room at the foot of the cross for you. Amen. Woo! Amen. This religious crowd, this Pharisee here, I'm interested in why he didn't worship. But I'll say this. In our context, nowhere in this chapter did you see this religious man, this Pharisee. He, he never saw the light. He never saw his own sin. And he never responded to the gospel of forgiveness. Nowhere in our text. We don't know if somewhere down the road. But you know what the sad thing is? There is people that come to church Sunday after Sunday and go to revival after revival. And their name may be on a church row. And their word Jesus is at. But they've heard the gospel. And the light's been shown. But they've closed their eyes. They never come to know Jesus. Even though they've been around church. Been in church. Been associated with church. Listen, being in a church is not enough. Being a religious clique is not enough. You've got to be in Christ. That's your only hope. That was my only hope. I say thank God for Christ Jesus, my Savior. I believe you can say this is anybody. What are three reasons I feel like that this Pharisee did not worship the Lord? I believe it's the same reason people don't worship the Lord in our day. Notice with me in our text, verse 39, our text verse. Notice what it says. Now when the Pharisee, amen, which had bidden him saw it, he spake within himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet. There's three Pharisaical responses in verse 39. The first one is he denied the deity. He denied Jesus was God. Notice what he said. If he were a prophet, he didn't even believe he was a prophet. Amen. Simon the Pharisee did not believe that Jesus was God. This, uh, this actually made Simon feel better about himself. You see, as long as you try to put God down and put fellow Christians down, you can make yourself feel better about your mess. Say amen right there. Amen, amen. He, he felt good about Jesus being below him. He said, I'm a Pharisee. I know what kind of woman this is. And he said, but he said, if this man were a prophet, he knew that the Messiah, according to the law, the Pharisees, the protectors of the law, he knew enough about the Old Testament and the Pentateuch to know that when the Messiah comes, he'll have a spirit of discernment. He won't need anybody to tell him about nobody and by the way he's already proved that many times. Remember when Nathaniel came to him, he said, I seen you when you was underneath that fig tree. I knew who you was before you ever got here. Ain't you glad? Ain't you glad? You might have fooled the preacher. You might have fooled your mama. You might have fooled everybody in the church, but there's a God that knows you exactly what you are. Woo! And he loves you anyway. And he invites you anyway. And there's room at his feet anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody hold my mule I shall. Amen. Hallelujah. Clearly, Jesus, the Pharisee, thinking in his mind, he didn't have discernment. For if he had discernment, he wouldn't let an impure man, he wouldn't let an impure woman, he wouldn't let somebody who's a sinner touch him. Amen. 
Think about what Isaiah 65 verse 5 says. The Lord had warned Israel. And then that Pharisee should have known this verse. They, they pride. They were proud about the scripture. They wore on their head. Wore on their hand. Put on their doorpost. Hung in their house. They were proud and boastful about all the scriptures they could retain. He should have known Isaiah 65 and verse 5. Where the Bible says that there is a crowd. And God, the Lord warns them, don't be like that religious crowd who are rebellious and so religious. Isaiah 65, 5 says that they have an attitude of holier than thou. That's actually in the Bible. As y'all say amen. And you know what the Lord said about that crowd? Said there's smoke in my nose. I can't even stand to smell them. Oh, listen to me, church. You don't need to have a pharisaical attitude. It's smoke in the nostrils of God. Amen. Simon would have never allowed this woman to touch him. How could he, if he's the Savior, allow her to touch him? In fact, Jewish tradition says that the Pharisees would not let a woman come within four cubits or 72 inches or six feet. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Hey, man, we're not allowed to come six feet of them. They said, oh, we don't want no impure woman. We don't want to touch them. In fact, in Luke 10, we find out how the religious act, when they see somebody in a ditch, in a mess, stripped and naked, and left half dead, they walk around on the other side. Hey, man, the Levites walk around on the other side. But thank God for our good Samaritan who walks down to our ditch, gets down in our mess, washes us with oh God, woo! Washes us with the wine of his blood and puts the oil of the Holy Ghost and sets us on the beast that he's provided, puts us in the end of the church and says take care of them, I'm a coming back for them one day, I say hallelujah, woo! For the attitude of the good Samaritan that's how we should be, but that's not the way the Pharisee was Amen. matter of fact, I'll just say it like this the psalmist said let us kneel before the Lord our maker unless you recognize him as Lord unless you recognize him as creator as redeemer you won't worship God neither he denied that he was God you say preacher everybody that don't worship everybody that has a Pharisee attitude do you think they deny the deity of Christ well I don't know about that but I do know this a modernist and a liberal can't worship God because the Bible said if you're going to worship God you've got to worship in spirit and in truth you can't worship God if you deny the virgin birth say amen right there you can't worship God if you deny the rapture of the second coming amen you can't worship God if you deny him and his word say amen I'm glad it's Jesus blood that washes the vilest sinner clean I didn't even know they was going to sing that song when I was talking about the blood but it's a true theme. Amen. It's the common denominator. Look at us. All walks of life. Different part of North and South Carolina. But we're worshiping today because we've all been washed in the blood. Baptized in the Spirit. Put in the same family. I say hallelujah. Amen. Thank God. I'll just say this. You've got to confess with your mouth. You've got to believe in your heart that Jesus died. That he is buried. That he got up. Or you can't worship God. You have to worship on the basis of the word of God. You cannot deny truth and worship God. Amen. Oh, you can put on a good program. You can have a good speech. Amen. You can paint the walls black, the ceilings black, put spoke machines up here, use all different color of lights, make it look like you had a concert. Hey, I didn't go to church on Sunday to go to a Garth, Garth Brooks concert. I went to church on Sunday to worship Jesus. Somebody help me. Is everybody all right? Woo! Thank God for the blood. Amen. You cannot worship God if you deny his deity, amen. Can't worship Jesus, amen. And so he says, if this man, amen, were a prophet, he denied he was God, 
he denied he was a prophet and put himself on a pedestal of knowing more than Jesus. That's what he said. If you think you know more than the preacher, ain't no wonder you can worship. If you think you know more than the Lord, no wonder you can't worship. Know-it-alls never have worshiped. Say amen right there. Ain't know-it-alls, nobody likes a know-it-all, by the way. Say, hey, I feel like preaching right there. Preach on, preacher. Amen. Hallelujah. Nobody likes a smart aleck. Jesus said, I don't like a crowd thinks they're better than everybody else. It's smoking my nose. I'm gonna tell you what that woman did. She, man, I was gonna try to stay off her, but I can't. When she came where Jesus was, she said, y'all can sit back in the corner if you want. I've come to worship Jesus. I've brought my box with me. Somebody said, she is so wicked a woman, she might have covered up her stench with what was in that box, but not now, not now, not now. She is gonna give it all up. What you saying preacher she is leaving the lifestyle behind <laughs> Woo! Woo! let's go recess and shout I say hallelujah when God saves you you're a new creature amen she is all in broke the box gave it all put it all I say amen notice what the Bible says what is it that this man prevented him from worshiping well, he wasn't acting like she was acting. Hey, man, you ought to act like she is acting once in a while. It'd help you. You say, preacher, I can't act like you. That's okay. Just do what she does. Hey, man. Woo, hey, man. Number two, he denied his deity, but look at verse 39 again. Look at, look at what he said. Notice what he says. He's busy pointing out this adversity in him. He says, if he were a prophet, he would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him. You know what he is doing? He said, this woman's got a despicable desire. This woman, she's, she has a derision. She's crazy. She's lost her mind. If he knew who she was, he pointed out, first of all, her people. Notice he said, if he would have known who, I don't know who she was. I know this, that most people think uh, that this woman, when she kissed the feet, Jews uh, would often get it at the feet of a teacher. But for a person to kiss feet, that is a pagan practice. That is a practice of Gentiles. Maybe it was a Jewish woman who, who had been sucked up into that, in that Roman rulership. Maybe she was one of them that got mixed up with Greek gods. I don't know. But Simon's looking at her and saying, it's obvious she ain't one of us. Oh boy, I feel like preaching. It's obvious. Hey, <laughs> if you can't tell by their skin color, if you can't tell, by, you can tell by their actions. I'm gonna tell you what, I'm glad Jesus came to save the world. Say amen. It don't matter if they're black, white, purple, polka dots, amen, or whatever they are, God can save them, amen. He came to seek and save that which was lost. I'm and it says, our Father, which art in heaven. Amen. He noted her people. Oh, my God, help us. In Simon's mind, she had no right to God. In Simon's mind, she had no right to come to Jesus. And in Simon's mind, she had no right to be in his house. He didn't want her around. She's bringing pagan worship into the feet. I'm going to tell you what. The, it's a despicable thought for Simon for see this woman coming but ain't that the truth of all time and eternity that religious Pharisee people have always despised us who've been truly forgiven for worshiping God. They act like they're enduring salvation. I'm enjoying it. They said, they said when I got saved, it wore off. It's still wearing me out. Amen. Woo! I ain't got, I ain't trying to tune in the world. I'm trying to get tuned up to heaven. He put a new song in my heart. Even praise to my God. I read over in the scriptures one time. I remember I was preaching at my home church and them old mossy backs. That's him. That's him that's been around so long. They got moss growing on them. 
and they sit so still, they got rigor mortis setting up on them. Amen. And they come to church, and they say, now, praising the Lord has nothing to do in the house of God. You need to get your emotions under control. And I said, well, let me figure out. You're saying quieting down, but I read over in the scripture where he said, shout unto God with a voice of triumph. I think I'll just mind God. Amen. I think I'll just praise the Lord. Whoopee, amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I've been saved. I've been washed, amen. That crowd go out there and act like a nut at the racetrack. That crowd acts like a nut when, when Junior hits a home run. That crowd acts like a nut when their daughter touches Kern's 14 cartwheels. But praise God, I got one better than that. Jesus went to Calvary, died for your sin. He'll take you from hell to heaven. He'll take you from darkness to light. He'll save you. In spite of who you are, amen, whoever you are, it's just good to get excited about being saved. Amen. I wouldn't want what some people have. Amen. Amen. I'd be afraid it's catching. Amen. My Himalayan. Amen. Himalayan disease. Laying out at the uh, fish shack. Amen. Amen. Himalayan out at the campfires. Amen. Amen. I remember. I remember multitude mocking me, making fun of me when I worshiped the Lord. I remember when I first got saved preaching that message. Some old folks came up to me and said there's no sense in all that. And I acted like it didn't bother me. But on the inside of my heart, it pierced me. I couldn't understand. This crowd who wanted me to get saved now acting like I'm too saved. This crowd that wanted me to get excited for the Lord was saying I was too excited. I didn't understand that. I couldn't comprehend that. I tell you what I did. I try, I read that text over there in Second Samuel six about David dancing before the Lord with all of his might. So I just went to church the next Sunday, got up out of my pew, went whoa, whoa. I said I used to do the boot scooting boogie down there to VIP, and now I'm going. I'm doing the blessed hallelujah down at the church. Amen. Are y'all listening to this preacher? You ought to be excited about being saved. Amen. Amen. Religious people have always made fun of God's people. Amen. Matter of fact, you remember? You remember Jesus is going in that town, said, put clothes on the donkey, clothes on the floor, on the ground. You can't see the donkey. Boy, I just want to be a donkey to lift him up. Say amen. It wasn't about the donkey. <laughs> Well, couldn't see his stripes or his colors, eh? but you could see him. He had Jesus on. Can you imagine him getting back? I had Jesus on me. Jesus is on me. I don't know about y'all. If we wouldn't let ourselves be seen, Jesus might get on us. Amen. Somebody help us. Amen. That's exactly right. And that crowd said, Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. And that religious crowd said, do you hear what they're saying? Why don't you tell them to be quiet? He said, I'll tell you what. Have you never heard of the mouths of babes and sucklings? Thou hast perfected praise. One of these little kids in here one time said, hot dog. I think that's all right. Say amen. I say hallelujah. Hey, out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. If they don't praise me, the stones is going to praise me. Every once in a while you need to come into church with a piece of gravel in your pocket and look at it and say, well, it's going to be you or me. <laughs> Woo! Amen! Hey, is everybody okay? I need to move on and say amen. Y'all believe it's in order to enjoy being saved? I sure do. Amen. People come to church got eye boogers in the corner because they're half asleep and their head's nodding. At least I think you're agreeing with me. Amen. Amen. If you're going to get to where Jesus is at, hey man, you got to forget about who you are and realize who he is. Simon says, if he knew who she was, but then he says, what manner of person she is. He thinks it's despicable that she's desiring to get where the Lord's at. And you know what I feel like the Lord's through the rest of this story? He thinks it's despicable that Simon isn't wanting to get where she's at. I think it hurts the Lord's heart after all that he's done for us, for us to act like we could care less. Hey Amen. I wonder if your kids, if I pull them to the side, I wonder if I ask them what made mom and daddy excited, I wonder what they tell me. Preach on. I, I felt the spirit of Gary Lockner getting on me right there. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the truth of Holy Ghost worship. It's in order. Amen. 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 
You say, preacher, she's contaminated by sin. I know. It reminds me of, uh, you remember Martha? She could not, she could not do what Mary was doing because she was cumbered with stuff. She complained about her sister and she might have been contaminated with sin. But I'll tell you what you do. Get that contamination of sin cleared up. Quit complaining about what everybody is or ain't doing. And quit getting so much world on you. And when he shows up, just crawl at the Savior's feet. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you, notice what the Bible says. Notice he said this. He said that this woman, that not only her people, but her problem. Notice this. He said, I don't know why he lets this woman, who or what manner of woman this is, that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And I thought about this, Brother Linder. That word toucheth. I never saw this. Man, you ever feel convicted about what you've skipped over? I never really looked at it on what prevented him from worship. I've always got excited about why she worshiped. But when you think about it, he denied he was God. He denied the truth. And you're not going to worship God if you deny the truth. Amen. Of any of it, you've got to line up with this Bible. But then you can't be so interested that you're worried about that person beside of you. Well, I don't know why they at church. Well, they at church because this is a hospital where sinners come to get saved. And where saints come to get some help. As far as I, as far as I know, ain't nobody in here perfect. If you hadn't sinned this week, stop at the front. I want to take a picture with you. We'll pay to put it in the paper. I'm proud to have my picture took. Hey, man, and ashamed that I'm standing beside a liar. Say, hey, man. Hey, man, that's exactly right. Hey, hey, listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says that she toucheth. Simon can figure out why is he letting her touch him? says she toucheth him. I looked this word up, touch. I've never seen this before. The word touch means to touch, to attach. You know what she's doing? She is holding on for dear life. I wished I had something a little young right here. I'm trying to find one. Colin, come up here. Come on, come on up here, Colin. You'll, you'll, you'll help me out. This is what my boys used to do. They loved me so much. Come up here, Colin. Sit down on my foot. Sit down on my foot just like that. Wrap your feet around my leg. Amen. Just hold on right there. My boy said, Daddy, I want you to stay and play with me. And I said, well, man, I, I couldn't even walk. Them jokers, it's like they were, they were attached to my foot. Thank you, buddy. Hey, you know, what that, you know what that word means? Just like that. It means, praise God, she had them in the arm lock. Hey, man, wherever you go, I'm going. I ain't letting you go. I'm a whole, how, how long has it been since you crawled up in the altar and just got down at his feet and got so weeping about what you was and who you was and where you was. But his blood saved you. Woo! And you've been forgiven much. No wonder you love much. Amen. No, notice this. She said, he said, I don't understand why he's letting her touch him. But notice Hebrews 4.15 says, For he have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. I'm glad Jesus was not bound by this Gentile or Jew. He was not hindered from letting her touch him nor him touching her. Hey man, it's like the leper that touched him. The leper, hey man, Jesus didn't get what the leper had. The leper got what Jesus had. The woman with the issue of blood didn't contaminate Christ. Christ cleansed her. And if you'll touch him today, he'll cleanse you. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Then number three, look at verse 39. Not only does he say, I don't believe in his deity. I don't even believe he's a prophet. I sure don't believe he's a potentate. I, I, don't, I don't believe, I, I don't line up with truth. Therefore, I can't worship. I don't line up with her having a desire to worship. She should know better than that. She knows what she is. And she, boy, <laughs> it's a commercial break. 
Ain't you glad he knew who you was and loved you anyway? Amen. I had to say it one more. I'm just saying he knew all about you. Your wife didn't know. Your husband didn't know. Nobody knew. And they still don't know what goes on in that wicked mind. You got a wicked mind. Your mind's eat up with wickedness. You might as well say amen. We're still in the flesh. All our mind, amen, is a battleground for Satan to torment us. Oh, but God's got a remedy in our text. Notice this. It kept him from worshiping. He said, well, she ain't got no right to God. I'm better than she is. My, I'll come from a better class of people. I haven't done near what they've done. Hey, can I, can I just say this? It, I, we want to get everybody. If y'all would help me invite all the streetwalkers into church. I want to see them get saved. I want all drug dealers to come to church here. The more moonshiners we can get in, the better off. They'll start drinking from the spout where the glory runs out, and they'll get higher than they've ever been and not have a hangover next day. Amen. Amen. Hell, they'll realize Bud Dumber and Miller Low Life can't help them. Say amen. Hey. But notice this. He said not only that, he's, he, he made a determination of her depravity. What well, preacher, you've already said that once, but notice he uses this word, sinner. Not just that she was a woman of the city. Not just that she was probably not of the, the same ancestral line. Not just like she didn't have no part. She was an alien from the common stranger. Not just that. But it's how vile she really was. Notice this word. He makes a determination of her depravity. And this is this not the epitome of the pharisaical way? All they speak is condemnation. I just want to say thank God for Romans 8.1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Half a, amen. I'm telling you what we couldn't do. Jesus did for us. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Romans 8 starts out no condemnation ends up with no separation nothing shall separate us from the love of God it says in between who can be against you when God's for you who can condemn you when it's God that justifies you oh I'm so glad when that crowd goes to condemning there's another crowd that goes to praising they can put people down but we'll just praise him amen you'll know if you're a Pharisee by how you act right here are you one of them people that constantly condemn everybody around you. You might have a pharisaical attitude. I'm not saying you're not saved, but I am saying you're backslid as a billy goat. Amen. Simon didn't even care if she agreed with what he was saying. Amen. And here's what I think. Amen, Dennis. Here's what I think. Here's what I think, brother. I felt like if the Lord would have put every, the world can't contain the books that it would just to write about what Jesus did in three and a half years. There's no, the world can't hold the books. But I just wonder if maybe she, if she wants to tore up with worshiping, she'd have looked back at Simon and said, duh, I know I'm a sinner. That's why I'm here. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Hey, the well don't need a physician. The sick do. Hey, man, if you think you're righteous, you don't need a Savior. But everybody knows they're a sinner. We need a Savior. And Jesus said, except your righteousness, exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no likewise see the kingdom of heaven. Ain't you glad? I don't want their righteous. I want his righteousness only. Amen. Notice, notice this. She might have said, yeah, my sin has separated me from God. I acknowledge that. That's why I'm here. That's why my tears are flowing. She had enough tears coming out of her eyes to wash his feet. Now said, what's going on? She's weeping and washing. The Bible says this, she began to stand at the feet. That, that, that idea is a servant in waiting. In other words, it carries, it's a, I'm ashamed. It carries the idea of, I'm ashamed to look at him in the face. So I'm going to stand to the back because they, they eat at a table, sitting on a pillow with their feet out like this, Brother Linder. And the servants would always get at their feet. That's how they eat to the side. And Brother, she's standing there like a servant. A servant. I'm just waiting for one word. What do I need to get you? What do I need to bring? And all of a sudden, tears. 
tears began to weep and she began to sorrow. The Bible says how she began to wash the feet of Jesus with her tears. She stood there weeping. What was she? She is weeping because of her sins. She was melted because of the love of Christ that she'd be even allowed. Simon wouldn't invite her in, but something went and got her. Something brought her in there. Hey, this woman, you better go to a Pharisee's house, but something trumped her. I think the Holy Ghost went to where she was, probably cleaning up from sin and got her hey, and got her saturated with conviction and brought her to the altar and she got born again. Where? At his feet. Amen. She's washing the feet. It's like a shower of rain. She's wiping. Now, according to 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, long hair is a woman's glory. And the Bible says she's wiping his feet. After washing it with her tears, she's now wiping the feet with her hair. First Corinthians says the woman's hair is her glory. You know what she's saying? She said, my glory is no match to his glory. Let me put my glory on your feet. <laughs> hey, man. Somebody hold my mule, amen. Oh, thank God she's a washing his feet. She's a wiping. She's a wallowing it with kisses. The Bible said she was she kissed his feet and she anointed it with oil. Amen. Anointed his feet, not his head. As in other places, she got at his feet. She didn't feel she was worthy to even look up at his head. She just got at his feet. Church, I want to say when you get that humble and you get that hungry and you get that honest you will get holy and God will help you and you can leave out of there having been the only person to worship and it wasn't long brother somebody else is going to do the same thing and then somebody else is going to do the same thing I believe one of the marriages did it twice why? I believe everywhere they went he's been around somebody that's been worshiping I can smell the presence of somebody's worship and when he went to Calvary they could still smell worship and when they buried him they could smell worship and when he got up, they could smell worship. And when you get to heaven, you'll see the wounds in his hand and the wounds in his side and the wounds on his and the wounds on his feet. And we'll have the fragrance of worship forever. Say amen. You say, preacher, how's this gonna help us right now? Well, here's what he said. We know why the Pharisee ain't gonna worship. We know what brought her to worship. Now let's see what it's like to leave worship. Notice what the Bible said in verse 50. And he said to the woman, in spite of what the Pharisee said about her, oh God, in spite of what everybody, listen, there was a crowd in the house and ain't but one person worshiped. Man, I remember being down there on Forest City Main Street. You, you was there, matter of fact, before, before you came a member. I think you sit on this side. Brother Michael and Miss Connie slept in. That's when I preached on that donkey and got down on all fours, threw them coats over me. And, and brother, I, I remember thinking to myself, oh God, if you don't show up, we ain't going to worship. But when it all said and done, Brother Locklear, it was so foggy, we needed to see an eye dog get out there. I mean, it was on. Hallelujah. I'm talking about God was up in the house. Are y'all listening to this preacher? He said, preacher, that cause you deserve it? No. I was like that woman. I didn't deserve nothing. I'm just glad to be at his feet. I don't deserve to sit on the right hand. I don't deserve to sit on the left hand. I'm just thankful I'll be remembered in the kingdom, but I'm glad I got a place at his feet. And guess what, sinner? There's room at his feet for you. Guess what, saint? Backslid on God. There's room at his feet for you. How long's it been since you worshiped? How long's it been since your tears flowed? How long's it been since you broke your box out? How long's it been since Jesus felt the fragrance and smelt the fragrance of your worship? And if your worship don't every once in a while make other people get mad at you, you ain't worshiping. Especially religious people, amen. Notice what he said. He said to the woman, in spite of what the Pharisee said, in spite of what she did, in spite of what the other people didn't do, he spoke to the woman. He, he's talking to her. He said, thy faith have saved thee. Everybody in here knows, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself, it's a gift of God. Ain't you glad one day the gift showed up at your mailbox? Ain't you glad the doorbell rung at your house? 
Ain't you glad your name was Cinderella and faith fit your feet? Say amen. Ain't you glad you got up and got in? Amen. Amen. That's like going to the, uh, the aquarium up there in Gatlinburg. You just step on and the, and the little escalator takes you all. I mean, when you get saved, you'll be surprised. You'll just step on and he'll take you where he wants you to go. Amen. I'm talking about faith. Faith in Christ. Faith in forgiveness. Faith in pardon. Faith in salvation. He said, thy faith hath to save thee. Faith. But notice what he said. Here's what will happen. You'll be able to go home with what she went home with. Listen what he said. Go in peace. You worshiped. You're saved. You praise the Lord. Now you can leave in peace. I'm going to tell you, the best times I've ever had at church is when I just mind God. And the most miserable times as a Christian is when I left disobeying God. How oh, my brother Ralph Sexton Sr. used to put it like this. He said, if, if you don't mind God in your worship, it's like pouring your joy out by the five-gallon buckets full. I wish you'd just say, Holy Ghost, kick over the honey bucket in my soul. Let me worship you in spirit and in truth. I believe everything. I'm glad I'm pardoned. I'm forgiven. I know who I was. I know where I was. And I know now whose I am. And it's changed me. I, faith has saved me. I've switched families. I've switched destinations. I've... <laughs> he said, go in peace. What is that? The kind of peace that he's telling this woman to have is the kind of peace that a daughter has knowing daddy's going to always take care of her. It's the kind of peace that a baby has when they, they get milk. When they, they get their diaper change. They don't worry about who's going to pay the bills. They don't care about that. They know that that littlest cry will provide all their needs met. Oh, ain't you? That's the kind of peace this person went home with. The remembrance of past. He said, go home in peace. Don't let nothing disturb you. Even when the devil brings up your past, go in peace. Even when your own conviction, your own flesh brings up what you used to be. Go in peace. In spite of what your flesh says. In spite of what the foes say. In spite of what the world says around you. Just go in peace. Go in love. Go in love. Thank God be forgiven. Live in a, in a realm and in a state of constant peace. Don't let guilt destroy you. You've been pardoned. Go in peace. I'm going to tell you what it will do. When I've seen the three things that made this old boy not worship. He denied the truth. He denied it. Didn't believe the truth. Didn't line up with it. He was busy thinking that others had no right to worship. And he constantly pointed out other people's sin and how wicked they were. And as long as you come in with everybody else on your mind, you're not going to worship God neither. This woman could care less if she's the only one in the room. She's going to worship the Lord. How long's it been since you came to church just wanting to get at his feet, weeping, washing, and wallowing his feet with kisses and oil? Let's all stand. You can go home to your house, carry on with your business, and you can do it cheerfully. Fulfill all your duties and obligations because you've got the peace of God that rules in your heart. You have no pharisaical spirit. You don't even want that kind of spirit. But friend, if you don't watch it, that pharisaical attitude will creep on everybody in this room. We have to realize and confess that, hey, I know who I was. I know where I was. But I also know whose I am. I know who I belong to now. He, he pardoned me. He, he purged me. And he sent me home with peace. So the least I can do when he's in the house is praise him. I wonder today, you say, preacher, for Lord to help me, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. Father, we love you today. We thank you for a woman, no matter how bad of a sinner, no matter how bad of a heritage, her character was in question. Her conduct her clan was in question. 
But when she came, humbly, hunger, when she came honest, she left wholly helped having been to the haven of rest. Lord, I'm begging you today. I know you're not willing to any parish, but all come repentance. Lord, I pray you speak to soul's heart that's lost, been under conviction that today may be the day they get saved. Lord, if somebody's lost, I pray you'd bust their heart and help them to meet me right in front of the remembrance table, right in front of the pulpit. Oh, I'd love to pray with them while they get ushered in the family of God. I pray, Lord, you'd help them to turn their back on sin, leave sin and sinfulness behind and walk in the family and the goodness and grace of God. Lord, would you please save souls. I pray for every saint in here that we'd go to praise him and not be pharisaical if we don't praise him. The, end, the opposite of that is Phariseeism. Hey, Lord, we don't need that. We don't want that. We don't want that to get on us or in us or around us. Lord, we pray, God, we realize how we've been pardoned. We realize, thank God, hey, man, that your people are our people. Hallelujah. Thank God. Your destination is our destination. Thank God. Paradise is ours. Because you've pardoned us, you've forgiven us. Lord, would you please wash them in the blood, birth them in the family, restore that wayward saint. God help them, help them I pray, help them to get where they need to be in worship. And Lord, I've seen, we've seen it all through the Bible. When worship is wrong, walk will be wrong. And Cain worshiped wrong and his walk was wrong and he murdered. All through the Bible, help us to worship right. Help us to praise you. Help us to give you glory. Help us to see ourselves in this unnamed woman of the city. In the city. When, when it's noised abroad that Jesus is in the house, that we're more interested in worship and praise, pardon and peace, than the people around us, than everybody else's problems. Oh God, I pray we just get honest, get humble. Leave, Lord, different than when we came. Have your way, God, we pray in Jesus' name. Heads is bowed. Folks have came and went back. I wonder today, you say, preacher, I'm lost. I need to be saved. Why don't you come? What are you waiting on? God's dealt with your heart. You know that you're lost and need the Lord. He said, come now. Now's the time. Today's the day. Come now, let us reason together. Jared's going to come. We're going to sing one verse, a song. Nobody comes, we're leaving. But now's your chance. Now's your time. I don't know who you are. But boy, if God's speaking to your heart, why don't you come? He said, preacher, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Then, then, are you right with God? If he came back, would you be ashamed? Or would you leave out of here? Not hanging your head, but lifting your hands. Don't be ashamed that it's coming. Oh my. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven to worship. You can worship because you're going there. Amen. What page, brother? 290. Sing one verse. Let's sing one verse. Anybody comes, we'll pray. We ain't no hurry. The only pressure is the Holy Ghost, mind God.